Well, good morning, everyone. I welcome you to worship this morning uh, as we uh, continue our sermon series, uh, Rethink and Distortion Lies That We Tell Ourselves. And this one, this week, um, I found it anyway when composing the message that this one's a little more complicated. Um, when we think that we need to be led by our emotions, that we need to feel good, that, that things to have meaning in our lives, we always have to be feeling it. And then when those emotions lead us are not always good places. And I came at the message from a little different angle, and we'll see how that unravels a little bit uh, with the readings and the texts and everything. A few announcements before we begin our worship this morning. Uh, VBS starts tomorrow, so if uh, you're enrolled in that and had forgotten, uh, make sure that your child is here tomorrow. Uh, our church picnic is, I messed this up last night, is next Saturday at 5 o'clock right here. And if you haven't signed up for that, please do. We look forward to seeing you here. Um, our comfort dog ministry is, I'll read a little bit from the bulletin here so I don't get these facts wrong there. We're, they're celebrating a gotcha day, and this is year two that Hagar has been here. And she has been so many places and continues to go so many places and bring Jesus to so many places where they necessarily wouldn't let us come in and preach or evangelize or whatever. And that's, that's really a great ministry of presence that she brings to a lot of places, a lot of love she brings. Um, and they are, the Comfort Dog team is collecting uh, things for the Boy, Boys and Girls Club uh, of Appleton. And there, there will be boxes here and boxes at FMC. So be looking for those. And the items that they're looking for, just check your bulletin. I was going to start reading them off last night, and I just said, uh, make sure you read your bulletin. Uh, Tracy wants me to let you know she needs Sunday school volunteers, not necessarily teachers. If teaching's not your thing, she needs help doing other things too. So if you don't want to teach, but you want to help, let Tracy know we need some volunteers to help with Sunday school, and that will be here before you know it. Uh, so that's all I have as far as preliminary stuff. So why don't we rise for our first song? Well, what a wonderful way to start off a beautiful day other than just to be singing praises to our God. We're going to start with Hosanna, which is actually a prayer. So we're going to sing out this prayer that God come, be with us, and save us. Join me. Praise is rising, eyes are turning to
As some of you know, Hosanna translates to come save us. And this comes into play here with Psalm 28. I'll just read a couple verses. This is a Psalm of David. And he says in Psalm 28, verse 6, Praise be to the Lord, for he has had, he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people, O God, and bless your inheritance. Be our shepherd and carry us forever. We'll continue our song with this prayer, because when we see you. Because when we see you, we find strength to face the day. When we see confession in our next song, Lord have mercy. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? The first person in human history who fell into the trap of if it feels good, do it, was Eve in the Garden of Eden. Genesis records that when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Ever since Adam and Eve's fall, all human hearts have been deceitful above all things and desperately sick. That is in nature. We are all born with and still refrain, if not for the intervention of Jesus and the gift of his Holy Spirit. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner.
Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Let us pray. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Turn to the voice of your word in greater and greater ways today that I may walk the pathway of your will and be once, once more, more at peace, peace in, in my soul, and, and may, may I, I help, help others to do the same. same. Amen. Amen. And our first reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, the 17th chapter. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, 
who depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the wastelands. He will not see prosperity when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In our second reading, we'll do responsively from a couple of sections from Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so, so the, the wicked. wicked. They, they are, are like chaff, chaff and the wind blows away. away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the, the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. And I invite you as you're able to rise for a gospel that comes from different sections of John 17. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you have granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth of your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world for them. I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Please be seated. Yeah. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the wastelands. Now, most of us know as Christians not to put our faith in the things of this world. Things or lifestyles that make us feel good can often seem like we found what we've been looking for the earthly bliss that we seek on a daily basis. And when we find that, it's easy to be led by our emotions, even if it's just for a moment. Oh, I found something that makes me feel good. I found something that interests me. I found people that accept me. The, your emotions have determined that you are happy and content. And this doesn't necessarily have to look like ungodly things. It doesn't necessarily have to be sex, drugs, money, and oh yes, rock and roll. Those can become your gods. They can become idols. But sometimes it's a lot more subtle than that. 
things that come in the name of God. I didn't mention this last night, but sometimes in the name of self-help can be filled with emotions, can give you a sense of belonging, can make you feel good. And therefore, when you're throwing the name of Jesus around or you're using words like self-improvement and you feel good, what could be the problem? Now, where to begin? Well, let me greet all of you with grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our risen and ascended Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Making people feel good, making them feel better, giving them a sense of purpose. There's nothing inherently wrong with that, except when the concept becomes not anymore about Christ, not anymore about God's word or about service to him, but about only about how we feel, about where our emotions take us. I hope that I have a gift or an ability, a gift maybe is a poor choice of words, um, to sincerely, I threw the word sincerely in there because you'll see as I progress, sincerity is gonna be lost to comfort people with the truth of scripture, with the words of Jesus. Then I know you will look to him for the truth, to what's written in his word, that you'll look to the foot of the cross and the promises that he made to us, the promises that he keeps. Look to Jesus, not to anyone else. Don't look to man. Don't look to other human beings. At the very least, you're going to be disappointed. What do I mean? Back in the late 60s, a pastor, there was a pastor who had a great gift, a great gift for making people feel special, loved, and needed. He made them feel good. He guided them by their emotions. He used God the name of God anyway, and pieces of the Bible. I say pieces because he picked and chose things that went along with what he wanted people to believe. And instead of God's word, instead of Jesus Christ becoming their truth, he became their truth. He became what they looked to. His congregation loved him. Their comfort and their love and their devotion slowly drifted away from the truth of the Bible and toward the pastor himself, which of course was his goal because he was a narcissistic sociopath who only became a pastor. If you read his uh, bio or you see a, uh, a documentary, couldn't find my words there, on this guy, you'll understand. He only wanted to become a pastor to control people. Now, many of you might think I'm being harsh on this guy. You're probably wondering who it is because I haven't named him yet. His name was Jim Jones. Maybe for some of you, that name's ringing some bells. He became the truth for his people, which is what he wanted. Not Jesus Christ, not repentance, not eternal life, not forgiveness, not Christmas and Easter, but him. And then as things progressed, those who didn't follow him were punished. He did things like have them sign notarized blank documents that they had abused their children. And he would use that if they ever turned against him. And he actually took custody of some of his congregants kids as a punishment. They trusted man. They depended on flesh for their salvation as the prophet Jeremiah tells us, don't do. Their pastor, their shepherd misled them. A good shepherd, a good pastor, of course, wants to make people feel good, but only with the truth, pointing people to the cross, to Jesus, and never, never to themselves. And most of you know how this all turned out. I'm not gonna go into the details, uh, but after... 
murdering a congressman and moving his congregation to Guyana, a country in South America, 900 people died in a mass suicide. Some murder involved there because of what this man started, centering everything about him, using emotions to guide people, feeding off their emotions. And this all started because Jim Jones made people feel good, special, and loved by him. And that was not the truth because Jesus was not in the equation anywhere. He had been lost. Now, I don't believe Jim Jones was a true believer. I believe his whole his whole efforts to do things were based on his ability to control people. That's all he lived for. And then many of you might remember David Koresh, that ambush and disaster that happened in Waco. I think he truly believed his own delusion that he was some kind of Messiah. But he also made people feel good. Lonely people feel wanted, welcomed. like they were part of something great. They were part of God's greater story, things that aren't in the Bible, things that he made up. But as they got to trust and love this guy, they got to believe him and not the Bible. He could tell them that God has given me special revelation and what it says in the Bible, that part's no longer true because God has told me it's changed and they believed him they felt good and they became devoted to him and you know how that turned out and I believe that he was a victim of his own delusion I'm not saying he was a victim as if he wasn't a bad guy I'm just saying I think he believed that he was some kind of messiah whether it was mental illness or whatever now it doesn't always have to be that extreme and it doesn't always have to necessarily be using the, the name of God to convince people and use their emotions. Think about the hundreds of, million, hundreds of millions of dollars that have been thrown into the, which, what we call self-help industry. I'm sure many of you know who Tony Robbins is. It's worth like $500 million. And I, I don't, that's saying he's necessarily a bad guy, but he's all about how you feel. His first book, Awaken the Giant Within. Take control of your mental, emotional, physical, and financial destiny. That sounds good to me. He's not worth that much money for nothing. I don't, like I said, I don't think he's inherently a bad guy. But getting people to feel good and giving them hope in something that's not the truth of God that's what they put their hope in. That's what they put their faith in, in a guy, in his books, in his techniques. That's how I can find bliss on earth. That's how I can be happy. It's about me and how I feel. And no matter how good you feel when it's not centered in the truth of Jesus, it's a lie. It's a deception. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him. That's the truth. And we know that the cost of discipleship is not always easy. We're not promised a rose garden, right? Everything's not going to be fun and we're not going to feel good all of the time. And that's why Jesus is praying for the disciples and us. Following Jesus is special. But how we feel, how our emotions guide us has no effect on the work Jesus did on the cross. Remember what he said when he was on the cross, it is finished. That's our hope. That's what we look to. Every sin has been paid for. That doesn't change with our feelings and our moods. Even when joy seems to have left the building I'm sure we all know how that feels. 2 Corinthians 11:14 tells us, no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. 
Sometimes things look good, they feel good, they don't necessarily have to look like sinful things, but they're not the truth. Remember, Satan is a deceiver and he works in and through those who have been deceived. And those who throw around the name of Jesus or promise you eternal bliss here on earth for their own gain. This is a reason that we can't rely all the time on how we feel as a barometer for what's right and what's wrong. Now, we know we can do things that feel good and they're wrong, but other times they don't seem so wrong. But if it's not all about Jesus, if it's not all about God's word, if it's not all about worshiping and praising him and living a life of repentance, knowing that you're a sinner, but yet knowing that you're forgiven, if it's anything other than that, no matter how it makes you feel, it's a deception. And that's hard to see sometimes. Even some worship services, I don't mean here, and I'm not pointing at any place in particular, I have no place in mind, but sometimes worship services in the US become more about the band, the music, being entertained, the silver-tongued pastor, and the focus goes away from Jesus, and that's very, very subtle. People feel good, but who, what are they really there to worship? You've gotta be careful of those worship leaders. They'll lead you down the wrong path sometimes. <laughs> what I mean is it's a slippery slope. Idols can become idols before you even know what's happening. And you've got to make sure that Jesus is at the center of it all. If he's not, then the truth's been lost. Jesus prays for his disciples. I have given them your word and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of it. Jesus isn't praying, us, praying for us to be on cloud nine all the time but to be protected from the father of lies so that they can preach the truth of the gospel, the gospel that Jesus came in the world to bring, the good news of the forgiveness of sins for anybody and everybody, for anything and everything. Sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. And anything that deviates from that is a lie, no matter how it makes you feel. The truth is not what the world wants to hear many times. Many times, it's not what we want to hear. But Jesus came to give and to bear witness to the truth. So we can't say what's wrong is right. We can't use emotions to drive people. The Holy Spirit leads us. And in this culture, many don't like to hear that we are all sinners in need of healing and forgiveness. So what is the truth? Jesus loves and forgives without hesitation and without condition. And that's great news for every man, woman, and child, no matter how much your mood changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't matter if you're feeling good or if you're down in the dumps. Of course, I want you all to feel good. If you're down, I want you to feel better. I want you to be joyful about Jesus. I hope I can deliver his word in a way that gives you hope, not in a way that makes you feel hopeless but your hopes should be in him, not in me, not in any music, not in any book except the Bible, but the hope in the promises of Christ. So I hope this day I have pointed to the everlasting joy that Jesus has promised us, has given us, that we don't deserve and cannot earn. He has defeated sin and death, and because of him we share in that victory. And that is the truth. And as Jesus told us, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free.
And in his name, amen. And at this time, as we collect our offerings, we just want to remind you how thankful and grateful we are for your givings and your support of our ministry here at Faith.
Father, we ask that you give, give us joy in our lives, but joy in you, joy to walk in the hope of your promises through whatever pain the world throws in our laps. We know, Lord, that one day there will be no more tears, no more pain, and no more crying. Lord, we ask you to be with those who are ill, facing surgery or recovering from surgery, especially in our prayers this morning. We remember Jack Gillespie, who recovers from surgery, and Jessica Powell, who is facing upcoming surgery. We ask you to be with all those who are sick and heal them according to your good and gracious will and keep them strong in body, mind, and spirit. We ask you to be with those, Lord, who suffer from loneliness, from addiction, from depression, from anxiety, from the pains of this world, Lord, that they're, sometimes that their emotions guide them in the ways of hopelessness and help them to see your truth, your love, your mercy, and your grace as the center of their lives. And Lord, we ask you to be with the family of Hudson Teal and to be with Hudson today as he is baptized and called by name in the waters of holy baptism as one of your disciples. We ask you to be with his mom and dad and his sponsors that he's raised in knowledge of your word, your love and grace, and that he could share that word with others. And we ask you, Lord, to be with all of us as we walk through this world as your disciples, telling people the good news and remembering those that we name silently in our hearts and those in our ongoing prayers. Lord, we're bold to pray as you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples. And he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to the disciples and said, take and drink of it, all of you. This is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you all. And at this time, take a moment to share God's peace with those around you.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. We pray. Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come. Help us to live thankful lives, living in your grace and in your mercy, knowing your forgiveness and knowing your truth, putting our faith not in man, but in your love, in your word. Guide us and lead us each and every day. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen.
Now may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Just to know